podcast about a disappointed football club. I am your host, Nick, and tonight we have a full house, don't we? The gang is back together. We do you have a full house. Evening all. I'm actually not that disappointed, to be honest. Ooh, wait till I get into urea, and then your disappointment levels will rise. No. Oh, very <laughs> Fair enough. No, I'm disappointed. Do you know why? I'm disappointed why because that? I was only two behind the leader in the footy tipping, and I went out on a limb and tipped the Bombers for the first time in a very long time, and I am now three behind the leader because they tipped Collingwood. Because they were smart. Well, I actually genuinely thought we were a chance, but anyway, let's um hold up. Well, on we were that. obviously a chance there, Laura. We were short of a kick. Well, yes. One vital but... error. I've now dropped down to fourth place. This is devastating. It is devastating. It is devastating. Um, but what else has been happening? Has anyone run any half marathons? Has anyone? Started any new jobs? What's been going on? Uh, I may be guilty of running my first and probably last half marathon yesterday. Definitely last. Did run Melbourne. Um, mm-hmm. Gosh, it was two hours, 26 minutes and 15 seconds of pain. Every step of the so way. slow. Extremely slow, yep. yes. It looked painful. That hill at the end seemed like a killer. I'm glad that I was- didn't do it. Like, who puts a steep hill in the last 500 metres to the finish line? Like, in case you're not mm-hmm. broken enough, let's just stick the knife in just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. that was brutal. I, why didn't you cut off a corner, Laura? Um, oh, mm. uh, you know, unlike some other members of this group, I like to <laughs> do the full course. Get to you the don't end like to cut with... it short right at the end? No. I mean, the thought did cross my mind multiple times because there were sort of turnarounds for people doing 10Ks and many times I was like, I could just turn around here, get it done a bit mm. quicker. But I thought, mm. no, I would do the full thing. Mm, mm, yeah. Maddie, do you know anyone that would uh, uh, cut a course short at all? Oh, I think uh, <laughs> we, you know, look, we all have uh, we all have our uh, things we do differently, and you know, I think it's, it's ten years ago now, so we've got to uh, we've got to put some perspective here. Fourteen years old, you know, hormones running through. You just make some uh, some poor decisions at at fourteen years old, but uh, no, did decide to cut a corner <laughs> on a uh, I think it was a charity run, Mother's Day Classic, well, and we well, uh, raising sort of money for enough. breast cancer, Matthew, and you cut corners. The, the same amount of money went to charity whether I cut the corner or not. So uh, look, it's more point. of a moral, uh, it's a more of a, maybe, you know, a moral decision. But, hey, you learn. I was 14 at the time. I'm now, what, 24. So, you know, I look back on that and go, well, you just don't, you don't cheat in life. You get called out and, and, and it sticks with you. So, you know, perhaps <laughs> it was a lesson I needed to learn, perhaps a bit like the Bombers. So, uh, I am, now, you know, we're, we're, I really we're hope here and, uh, you're here. it's true. I really hope our social media manager digs out a photo <laughs> from that day because a 14 year old Matthew is a sharp looking unit. I mean, not that you aren't now, but like <laughs> there was so much swag in that 14 year old Matthew and just like bursting with pride until he got found out 
<laughs> uh, oh boy, he's probably uh, too proud. Some would say, but uh, no, like good, good. Thanks. Just for context, I, there I, was at the end I, of this fun run, there was a nice out. little zigz. There was a nice little zigzag. How how rude! <laughs> yeah, how, how rude! rude. I am the host of this podcast. Been, you shall listen. Well, Laura has just decimated me and said you were better. You were better ten years ago. No, and I've that's been not what I said. Very frequently of late, you know, I'm out on the weekend and these young 19, 20 year olds are going, "Oh, you a bit late for you, isn't it, old man?" <laughs> 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 you know, and, uh, and, and, and they weren't. They weren't wrong. They weren't wrong. I was. Uh, it was time for me to go home, and it was. Uh, you know, one or two a.m. and they, you know they probably had another eight hours in themselves, but I was uh, done. Um, you were, so you were getting to the Bell Street Mackers and heading home. Yeah, well, I mean, Bell Street's uh, very, very far out of the way, but uh, um, yeah, just uh, got myself home. And uh, I feel like Matthew's there. the kind of guy that would not go a Bell Street Mackers. He'd come home and have a protein shake. You'd He's be very so wrong. Good. You are so good with your nutrition, Matthew. I aspire to be like you. That's only really 90%, of the, probably 89%. Weekends, you know, Saturday night, you like to just uh, let the hair down a bit. But no, during the week, I think you like to feel good. That's that's for me. It's not about any. You just like to feel ready to go and, and, and energize. So So um, then what's your what's your post-Saturday night drinking session food of choice? Well, just where out are of we? interest. Where are we in the world? Look, Matthew, I'm 37. I do not know where the places to go are. But say I'm 24 and I've been to the hottest place in town, had a few drinks with my mates, maybe, you know, chatted to some chicks, feeling good about myself, get home. What are we eating? Mm. Uh, well, depend. I mean, if you uh, never go straight with a, uh, a, a lamb souve or something like that. Um, I actually thought that's what you would say. Yeah. Well, I always feel if you go to the Maccas or the cat, it just doesn't sit well. Like, it's good at the time. You're loving it. Zinger, whatever the hell you're having, Big Mac or... Quarter pounder, extra pickles, no Maccas of late are just pumping out cardboard, to be honest with you. But um, it just, uh, you you have it and then you're sort of, uh, you're in the guts and it's like, oh, this is not sitting well. And, uh, you know, you you pay the price a little bit later. So, uh, but the souve always just tends to be okay. Maybe it's all those, uh, you know, it's a, a sort of a European influence, uh, you know, um, just, just sits a bit better. Speaking of European influences, let's uh, jump on to our regular segment. How good oh, is Massimo? He just cut you off again. Nick has got no time for discourse. He he wants he he is he is a pure transactional sort of uh, character tonight. Let me tell you, in out, get done, get out of here. <laughs> let's get down or, to uh, business. Don't give us a, you want to bring a bit of personality to the show? Let the stars take over. Just move over there. Let let you steer the ship. We'll run the circus on it. Do you know the best part of a host is knowing when to speak and when to let the talent do their thing? Mm, you need to go yeah. to hosting school. <laughs> do your uh, diploma in hosting. Um, That's it. Let the no, stars what? shine. Yeah, but uh, have we got it on this from running? I'm not sure. But well done no on idea. a half marathon, a phenomenal time, a phenomenal effort. I know how much work you put into that, so well done. And if everyone else did run... Run Thank Melbourne. I don't know if they had a, a marathon distance there, but uh, well done. They uh, did not know those, it was the half. people as well. Oh, well, the half was the longest. Well, well done to everyone. 5, 10, and 21. I know Blue Rock uh, accounting firm or financial firm are also there. So a shout out uh, to them. But uh, yeah, no, it's, been, uh, it's been good. Thanks, Maddie. All right. All right. So, Hi, Mr. Host. Come on. What do you want? 
How good is Massimo? I want to know how good Massimo is. Look, he he is uh, he, he is marginally better than he was last week, but still improving. So, uh, look looking forward to having him back in the side. I think Redmond might be out for one or two, so I think Massimo will come in and slide in. We'll see the great man, the uh, the representative, uh, the Italian consulate on the field. Uh, the Italian stallion. Around. The stallion. Mm. Yeah, I'm excited to have him back in the team. Although disappointed to miss Redmond. Uh, I would go as far to say that that injury potentially cost us the game. But that's uh, that's a story for another day. I would or another I'm time. disagree with that, but uh, yeah, look, we'll... I'm going to disagree with you disagreeing with that. Okay. Yeah, the <laughs> talent has lost the plot. There's only one star left. Anyway, uh, yeah, um, we'll dissect that, I'm sure, in the upcoming segments of the show. Mm, mm, yeah, so all in all, I, I have to say my general feel about this game is disappointment, uh, given where the game was with very little time on the clock, um, and also given the performance in the first quarter, and also given how we'd been playing recently, um, I'd say disappointment. But I think there's quite a bit of positive to take out of this game as well, if if I'm being perfectly honest. Um, but what do you guys think? Should we uh, take a little bit of a break and then jump into the analysis, the likes, the dislikes, etc., etc.? Let's do it. Well, if I say no, what are you, are you still going to go to a break, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Okay. That's loaded. Is that a loaded question? I think it's a rhetorical <laughs> Potentially. question. Rhetorical. I think it's rhetorical. Fair enough. I'll get over you. I know I will. I'll pretend my ship's not sinking. And I'll tell myself I'm over you. Cause I'm the king. I wish So 320 MCG Sunday afternoon. The bombers go down in the most heartbreaking way possible. A kick after the siren against the most punchable football team in the history of football, the Collingwood Magpies. Uh, guys, what do you think? Like Look, I said, oh, you go, Laura. It was disappointing to lose, but I don't think it was a terrible game. Like, I still think there was a lot to like about it. Mm. Maddie, yeah. I thought for thoughts? the most part it was... Um, it was a cracking game of football uh, when you look at it as a neutral supporter. Um, and I, to be honest, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Even, you know, when the ball sailed through at the end there, even so, given where our season's at and the performance that we put in, I thought, you know what? Well, it's not like we're playing for a final spot or there's really anything to gain from a win. It's probably in the context of our season and the context of the off-season it's probably the best result for us. Um, but then I sat back and had to think about the performance in general, had to think about the first quarter and really that last couple minutes and the disappointment began to rise for me. Yeah, look, I... Um, what sort of bamboozled me was the, the Collingwood supporters. Uh, and, you know, we, have all, we all love to hate them, but carrying on like... Uh, 
you know, they'd won a final or, you know, it was a, some people comparing it to 2009 Anzac Day. It's completely different. They were up by six goals at three mm. at quarter time. That game should have been put to bed at halftime. If they're a respectable football side, they've put the game at, to bed at halftime. They've managed to... They, we to didn't kick it. a goal in the first quarter. We didn't kick... We actually didn't even kick a point. They rushed that point. No, they got... We did not... We, we did not score off our own boot for a quarter of the mm-hmm. game. Uh, now, two, mm-hmm. now so I, I will uh, make a few other statements here, but uh, for Collingwood, you know, um, for Collingwood, this is not... I, I, I wouldn't be... The only thing they can they can be proud about is the fact they knocked off a rival. That's the only thing I'd be up and, up and about for. But if the shoe was on the other foot, the fact, we, you know, we, we are, and I put in inverted commas, or they are a top four side and we're a bottom eight side. Mm. Uh, and all they could do after being six goals up at quarter time was beat us with a kick after the siren. Jeez, that's pretty that's pretty concerning for me. But, uh, you make a good point, Matthew. And I, enough I about them. That. The fact, um, two things for me, I, I think the, I hate, I hate to say it, but the loss may be more beneficial long term in terms of, okay, uh, well, goes to show you need to play four quarters of football. You can't not rock up in the first quarter and expect to win. Uh, and then mm. second of all, uh, games in the balance. Uh, Harry Jones is going for a kick. There's not long to go. The, the one-minute sign's gone up. Uh, hey, let's set up as if he's going to kick a point uh, and get the hell back mm. and defend. <laughs> get the hell back yeah. and defend and clog that, clog that back half of the ground up so they cannot get through. Just get the hell back. <laughs> And we're that that's up. my, I have to admit that's my biggest dislike for this game, is that they had thirty seconds after Harry Jones, mind you, here's a big like, Harry Jones's defensive effort late in the game when he was one on two in the Collingwood back line to actually put enough pressure for the mistake to happen for him to tackle Howe for him to win the free kick, that is such an incredible effort from a young player and a really disciplined effort. Oh, yeah. Um, but really big dislike is that they had 30 seconds while Harry Jones was setting up to set up a zone and clog between the 50s so that really the only person inside forward 50... And look, I'm not an AFL coach, so I don't know what the structure is going to do. But you can have three people inside forward 50, one standing the mark in the goal square and then two in the pockets to stop that chip kick out. And then you have everyone else from 50 metres, essentially across the middle of the ground in the centre square. You've got 30 seconds to set that up. Like, why are they not doing that while Harry Jones is having a shot? Yeah, if he kicks it, great, we win the game. But being ahead with less than, I think there was only 30 seconds on the clock or something. I think it was um, 40. When they kicked it out. 40 seconds on the clock. You can't lock the ball inside your half for 40 seconds. Like, ridiculous ridiculous defensive setup. And really, that passage of play was just a microcosm of our problems all year. For large patches of games, we have not been able to stop teams waltzing through going coast to coast. And yesterday, it cost us the game. There's no one to blame but ourselves for that loss. Um, And our poor team defense, our poor discipline and our inability to set up. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Um, well, hence I said, that's where a loss like this is a bit... Like, I think these are the losses that, as I said, you didn't mind... Not that you ever like a loss, but 
you don't mind having these at this stage of where we're at. Like if, if we're pushing top four, different story. But in terms of where the list at and what we've come to learn over the year is that we're not as good as what we thought we were uh, at the start and we are young and we are learning and we are developing. These are games where you can sort of fight. Like like th- those last, those real pressure situations are scenarios that can really develop you uh, really quickly, right? Because mm, you need mm-hmm. to be a smart thinking player uh, to be able to deal with those situations effectively. Uh, and, and you can't mm. learn to do that unless you're actually put in those situations. Yeah, you can simulate a training and all that sort of stuff and you, you should be doing that. But there's nothing like, you know, 70,000 people, the MCG pressures on, uh, you know, a goal, the difference, yada, yada, yada. Uh, and then actually, you know, mm. going in, and doing that in, in real time. So I think we'll be better off for the next time we're there. Um, but And it might be yeah. a game that actually matters. Yeah, exactly right. Um, but yeah, that that's probably the most disappointing thing for me is that we still tactically fell down and just didn't have the game awareness that we should have had. That seems pretty obvious. Uh, as a, yeah, as this a is fan. something that um, when Bomber there was a game when Bomber Thompson was coaching, um, where Hawthorne beat us in a very similar manner. It wasn't after the siren, but they um, Cyril Rioli busted out of the pack and. Um, managed to score a goal really late in the game and they ended mm. up winning by two points. And Bomber Thompson was talking about experience and how uh, you can't, at that point, you can't be coaching. Same with Rutten. With with 40 seconds to go, it doesn't matter what he's doing on the bench. The message isn't getting out. And experienced teams have enough players on the field that have seen that enough that know how to set up. And Essendon, I'd, I was reading today that Heppel actually wasn't on the ground at that time. Um, and clearly there weren't enough leaders with enough experience to be able to set that up. There was no organizer like Stephen May or perhaps Hurley would have been, um, you know, Ridley still getting, growing into his, um, into his role and, and that sort of thing. So um, it just shows that a lack of experience really cost us yesterday. Yeah. And, and I mean, we are attributing that, but if, if Langford uh, turns his body a little bit differently, uh, uses his chest to sort of um, make contact with Elliot and, and, and he ends up spoiling the ball, um, we're having a very different conversation. So uh, perhaps we were set up correctly, although I don't I don't think that's the It could be a bit of both here. And we just didn't execute on that last line. Uh, actually, no, that's, we weren't set up correctly at all. But, you know... It, no, it, because they had um fear, whatever his name is. Uh, he, he was clear on the wing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hence he had metres of space. Yeah, take that yeah. back. But... Um, What I'm trying to say is I don't think we're all off the page. I think there was a couple of leaks there, which is all it takes at that level mm. uh, or in any game, really. Uh, and, and, you know, Langford missed and Elliot got the shot. It was a tough shot and he, he made it. Um, so it just goes to show, you know, we can be 80% there. It's still not enough. It's got to be at 100%. Every player on the field has to be across what's doing. Otherwise, you just leak uh, like we did. So. Mm. Um, mm. yeah, it's not the same. I, and I mean, there were other opportunities even late in that game. Stringer had a set shot that he should kick. Durham had a set shot that he could kick. And I mean, Harry Jones didn't miss by much. He hit the post. So it's not like, you know, you reverse those two kicks and, and Essendon win. Um, you know, Elliot hits the post or um, or Harry scores it. it it's millimetres between um, him hitting that shot and missing it. Yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah. Yeah, for me, it's 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 not doom and 
gloom the loss. It's it's probably maybe even suits us long term, one step back to go two steps forward sort of thing. Um, mm. Not that you ever want to really accept losses, but you know something's going to well, give think, it sometimes. I think in this situation, really, it comes down to their inexperience, doesn't it? Like maybe a more experienced side realizes that you can't be counting your chickens and thinking you don't need to be defending that deep into the forward line with that short amount of time to go. Yeah. I, I don't know that they thought that they don't need to defend. I think they just didn't have the presence of mind and maybe didn't understand the game situation or didn't have the leaders out there well, to that, exactly. the impress that to everyone. The young team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. Or maybe they got caught up in the moment or whatever it is, but, you know, a couple of leaks and, and as we saw, the ball goes down the other end. And I even so, it we didn't give up an easy shot. It's a very difficult shot. So, and, and he managed to kick it. It was, you know, at about 50 metres out, right on the boundary. So it wasn't like it was an easy shot, but it still was enough to cost us the game. Yeah. Well, it, it probably also more the fact that we gave up three or four transition goals in a row. Mm. Uh, and, and then at the most critical point, it, it, it happened. Um, but it, it could have even been, you know, not in a simple fact of getting back, but I think it was Nick Dacos on the wing who got free, was it? I don't know. I don't know the Collingwood players that yeah. well. I don't think it was. It was some Italian name. Oh, okay. Um, but he could have come from that other wing because when you set up a zone, right, you, you, you set it up mm. across the whole ground. It's very easy that that winger has just come across to the other side uh, to try and create a, a mismatch or, a, or an outnumber. Our man hasn't followed him because he was sticking to the zone structure. Uh, and then, yes. you know, they're out and create a miss. And so even then, it, you know, it's... it's. Um, I would have liked to have more numbers back. I would have just thought you just get numbers behind the ball and push it up the ground. Yeah, but... just just as many as you can, right? Yeah, like... just pu- really push back. Um and, you know, make them handball through or, you know, just hold the ball up somehow where they can't just go long and, and, and et cetera. But, um, or we can get numbers back easier. But, yeah, coulda, shoulda, woulda. It's easy to say uh, when you're sitting on the other side of the white line and uh, looking and staring from level three. Mm, mm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so let's, let's hit the other big dislike before we jump into some likes. Um, that first quarter was pretty poor. Our forward, I think around the grounds, we, we matched them pretty well, but geez, we let them get some transition and we cre- we gave them a lot of turnovers with our poor entry inside 50 for sure. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's just what's been, been costing us. It was really um, transition and um, turnovers. And that's been our problem mm. uh, for the most part of the year is that we, commit, mm. we committed far too many turnovers and we can't defend transition, and uh, it's a pretty lethal combo um, when it's not going your way. It's it's uh, deadly as it was to our season, and uh, hence we sit here uh, once again, sorrow and somber that we lost. So, but but what yeah. about if we turn that dislike into a like? Because um, earlier this season they wouldn't have come back from that. Like it just would have ended mm. up being a beating. So I yep. think the like fact that they came one. out in in the second quarter and really turned it around, and was a completely different side that came out in the second quarter. So, you know, I think that's a good sign as well that they, I mean, very poor start, but were able to turn it around quite quickly. 
Yeah. Oh, look, we showed good character on, on the day. Um, you know, again, this has probably been the, the kind of beliefs that have held us back for however many years. But uh, no, look, we did for a young, so, you know, showed character to come back. But um, if we want to be elite and hold ourselves to that standard, uh, then, you know, we just can't accept uh, a, a two and a half quarter performance like we had. Um, yeah, agree. But look, I mean, it, it speaks a lot for the adjustment of the players, for the adjustment of the coaching group to be able to get the game back on our terms and be able to get ourselves into a position where very late in the game we can win. But I think you're right. Ultimately, um, where you want to be is you want to be the team that kicks the first six goals and then goes goes on with it. And you know, you're never going to have it all 100% your way. But to be that far behind at quarter time and to not even have looked like scoring a goal is, is pretty concerning. Yeah. Um, I mean, what, what, what more is there to say? <laughs> as my, as well, my father as your dad would, would say. say. Uh, what but more is, is there, there for left me for me to, to say? say? Yeah, it, it, it's, um, it's, yeah, it's disappointing. It's been happening far too often. Um, but yeah, as you, yeah, I suppose the positive to pull out of that is we showed character to get back, and and we've you know displaying development to come back uh, into the game, whereas previously we probably would have fallen to pieces. Um, and it mm. was the method and the process that got us. That's what I like to see that it will methodically, and it was a process to how we were doing things. But uh, once again, you, yeah, you've got to um, and. and Truth be told, I think if we're playing a better side, we, they they probably do put us to the hammer uh, in that second quarter, and, and the game's over at half time. But um, yeah, it, uh, I, I don't think we should gloss over the fact that we came and got pumped in the first quarter. Mm. 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 No, I agree. I agree. You got any likes for me, Laura? Um, I thought that Mason Redmond up until he went off, was it just before halftime? Mm. Thought he was having an awesome game. Mm. I just yeah, rate he's him been as having a, a good year. He's really important to our back line and our defence. And, um, yeah, he's he had was having another awesome game. Mm. Yep. So he's my big I don't light. disagree. Yeah, uh, he uh, had a good first half and a bit. Yeah, no, he, he's, he's become fundamental for us, but... Mm. Uh, Sammy Draper for me was it was our most important player. I thought. Yeah, he was really good, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, he's just uh, so exciting to watch. I really love Sam Draper. Yeah, he was just taking the absolute P one double five. He actually was. Uh, I can uh, see Matthew trying to process what P one. No, no, I, is. I know exactly. What he is. <laughs> I was just trying to, uh, to follow up on a on a statement there, but um, the more I was thinking about the game. Um, and just I remember seeing the stats during during the game. We, you know, we're so on top of them, um, so much of the ball. Uh, just same like I've never really seen Scott Pendlebury have a bad game. He wasn't great yesterday, unless I was. My observations are incorrect. I didn't um, really notice. No, him, it wasn't actually. great. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I didn't think he was up. Uh, uh, is it Darcy Cameron? He was nowhere. Draper was all over him. Um, mm. And midfielders were all on top of theirs. Uh, 
Backline was holding up pretty well. Zerk Thatcher's taking marks, which is always a good sign. Ridley was back to his best. You know, there's no one on the ground where I just thought, we, geez, we got beaten. Mm. Just mm. literally in transition. Um, so, yeah, you know, we no. dominated a large part of that game, dominated by a large bit. but uh, Just where it counts much. on the scoreboard is where we got beaten. It was a bit like Anzac Day in that um, they kicked really well. It wasn't quite as good this time, but... We in Anzac on Anzac Day we dominated as well. Um, they just kicked really straight, and yesterday we dominated and just didn't quite get over the line. So, um, you know, considering considering where Collingwood's at and how many they've won in a row, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, um, you can see the signs there that there's a good team in there somewhere at Essendon. Um, mm-hmm. It just needs to come out for longer. And I think it needs mm. to come out when the season is still on the line. Like the last two mm. years, once the season's been done, they've started winning and they've come out. Um, it would be good to see that they can do that when it counts. Yeah. You've got to get the wins early. Mm. You've got to be, you know, uh, four or five wins in the first sort of eight or nine rounds, I would say. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm just looking at stats. I think the difference between then uh, and now is, although we yeah dominated, um, just uh, like Merritt and Shield. I feel were, well, Shield was much more damaging uh, this time around than he was last time. But uh, obviously, there's no Parish to compare with. But I just felt like they have a in- better influence on the game with the disposals they're having as opposed to what was happening. Uh, you know, earlier in the year, we actually mm. looked like mm. winning. We didn't look like winning uh, in in round four or five, apart for a few brief moments. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I like uh, that um, they look like they've got um, the ability to move the ball under pressure. You know, the quick handballs, um, some structure, some run, some tackling pressure. Um, whereas, yeah, early in the season, there was none of that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, just put up Scotty Pendlebury, 16 disposals. I can't remember the last time I went to a game and he uh, was that ineffective, really. Who, who played on him? Um, I'm not too sure. I think it was a combination of Caldwell and Hobbs. Well, there you go. Um, Even uh, who's that, the Dacos that everyone's frothing over? Uh, Nick Dacos. Let's have a look. Where's he? He he's he's, he's had, had twenty one. Uh, am I reading the wrong? Ah, sorry, twenty one. Yeah. Well, he's playing on a wing. Uh, on Nick Martin and Sam Durham, who have both had more than him. So more than him and more impact. Yeah. Look, I look. I think we've got the matchups right, and I think for the most part we got the game plan right. I think a little bit of lack of concentration. Well, a lot of lack of concentration in the first quarter, and in the second half of the last quarter was all that cost us. For large parts of that game, you know, they they played their absolute best footy in the first quarter and then they had no answers for half a game of football and then late in the last quarter they managed to kick a few goals because when we got tired or our structures fell away. Um, you know, I think I think for the most part, we that performance overall was a good performance. Hmm. Yeah, well, just just aside from the the end result, but um, mm. when Nick Dacos has hurt us, 
is he's at 21, 400 meters gained. Uh, Nick Martin's at 22, 300 meters gained. Uh, Sam mm. Durham, only 170, despite having 23. So um, mm. perhaps that there's, there's a differentiating factor. But Can I ask uh, a question mm. about meters gained? Is that like how far into the towards the forward line they've got the, the ball? Is that what meters gained is? Yeah, so it just gives you a little bit more reliable um, or gives you a little bit more in, insight into how effective towards a score uh, or, mm-hmm. you know, at least, to yeah, towards your goals, yeah. Yeah. Um, those disposals have been. Like, you, you can um, – there's been other players in the comp who have come under a bit of scrutiny for having high disposal count, but their meters gained is pretty low. It's a bit of a, um, a knock on merit. Merritt and Parrish, yeah? They were talking about that yeah. um, earlier this High disposals, but not many metres gained. Mm. Yeah. But th- yeah. there was also that um, with Tom Mitchell for a bit. Um, yeah. There's probably someone else, but I can't think. But Tom Mitchell's the one that comes to mind. But yeah, Parrish and Merritt earlier in the year, mm. uh, that was some of the criticism coming their way. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. So... Uh, but, it, it, yeah, you, you only really read into that for certain players. Like for Peter Wright, it's probably not one you look into, right? Yeah, because um, he's already mm. in the forward line. There's not many metres to gain from where he gets the ball. No, 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 no. no. Correct. Uh, Correct. Yeah, there's only goals to gain. Exactly right. Yes. Exactly yes. right. So, so. Let's, let's have a chat about Jakey Stringer. Yep. Mm, yes. He is only producing cameos at the moment. He's definitely not influencing games like he was last year. It's in- interesting because I'm looking at the stats now. He- he's had 15, seven tackles, five clearances, one goal, one, 426 metres gained. By the stat mm. sheet, that's not a terrible game. It's probably one of his better performances. <laughs> I didn't realise the seven tackles. That is quite a good yeah, uh, quite a good tackle count. Yeah. Um, um, I think we're maybe maybe I'm comparing him to a much higher standard from last year. Last year was probably one of his best years um, when he was just absolutely dominating games. And yeah, look, looking at the stats, I tend to agree with you um, that that seems like a better game, but it didn't seem like he had that much influence you know, on the contest. I was thinking right before he popped up to kick that goal that I hadn't seen him all game. So I, I agree with you. I think last year he was quite clearly dominating and having a lot of influence. But this year he seems to like, and maybe I'm not I'm not paying attention or not watching the right things, but he doesn't seem to be front of like, you know, obviously out there and then he'll pop up and kick a couple of like winning goals, let's say, when it appears as though he hasn't really been doing a huge amount. You know, there was, he used to have that, some really great like tackling pressure and he would chase some players down and just really dominate that way. But he hasn't this year produced any of those real sorts, sort of performances, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, mm. I, 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 yeah, he obviously, I, I, yeah, obviously agree with that. But uh, I think yesterday, um, I'm not sure if I can get his turnovers up, but just seemed to be when he did pop up um, or he, he'd he often maybe just be trying to do too much sometimes. Mm. I think maybe mm. that's why we all got the perception that he had 
uh, he, he, you know, end up trying to do too much and end up doing nothing sort of thing. Mm. Um, mm. And perhaps that's yeah, what Yeah, because you get tore, caught or the ball doesn't come out or that sort of thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, or, or, or stuff a kick or something like that. So I think you're right. I think I've, no- yeah, I've been noticing that he does, it feels like he's trying to be too fancy and he gets caught. Yeah, so over the last just, few weeks, yeah. Disposal efficiency, uh, 46.7%, so under 50%. So perhaps that's where we're going, oh, okay, that's uh, mm. on paper, it's a good game, but um, delve a bit deeper. That's that's pretty low, particularly when you're only having less than 20, which he often will as a you know more of a forward mm. type. We don't need him to get over 20. That's not exactly his role, but uh, we need him to be efficient uh, and we need him to be highly effective with the disposal he has. So. Mm. Um, operating at, at that sort of efficiency is not not holds him back for sure. And so, for what sure. do we think it is? Is it fitness? Is it? I think it's fitness. Is it? I think it's fitness. I think it's continuity of game time. Um, we know when Jake String is really fit and when he's playing a lot of games, he gets his form follows. Mm. Yeah, he's certainly a. Net, yeah, needs to be at his, his fittest type. We know that. He's at his most damaging uh, when he's, you know, at his, at his leanest, his most fit. Um, we saw that last year. So, um, yeah, it's a fitness thing. It's a continuity thing. Um, his body's letting him down for the style in which he plays. Do you think it's his body or do you think it comes back to discipline and work ethic? I think his rehab has been mismanaged, um, and I think I think he does the work. I think that the football club needs to get better at managing him. I would say, from a rehab perspective, uh, he would probably do what he has to do, but may, maybe no more. I'm not. I'm not. Too sure. Uh, he might be the kind of guy that really thrives around. Um, you know, he needs a team around. He need if he's doing the running, if he's doing, you know, if he's out there playing footy every day, training, that keeps him in better nick than if he's in rehab, has to do the bike by himself, has to be in the pool, mm. blah blah blah. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, that it might just hold him back from actually putting full effort in. Whereas with someone like a a Zach Merritt or a Jai Caldwell, you know, they'll they'll do that stuff their own uh, way, um, particularly away from the club uh, as well. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I, th- I think with Jakey, it's a battle between the ears as much as it is a a, a physical uh, battle mm. as well. Mm. Yeah. yeah, agree, agree. Mm. I got one. So for you. go for it, Mac Welfie. He's fantastic, wasn't he? He, he had a great yeah. game. And I really feel this year, um, I was reading something. So he's, what, playing more forward now than he has in previous years? He's playing small forward, yeah. Yeah, I think this role really suits him. And I think he's really having um, I think he's really having a good season. I feel like the last few years he was maybe, and maybe I'm, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, sort of a bit of a fringe player, like a little bit in and out of the team. Whereas I feel like he's becoming really important to the team. Um, Brings some really good tackling pressure. Um, yeah. I think uh, he's been a Mr. Fix-It for a long part of the 
of his career. Um, and I think finally they've decided that they want to use him as a pressure forward. And I think he really relishes in that role. I think he's he's hard enough. His skills are good enough. His decision-making is good enough. And I think we're seeing the benefits of that. I, I really like him as a defensive forward. Um, and I hope he continues to play in that position ongoing. Mm, I agree. It's almost like he's stepping into Tipper's role. Yeah, not quite as electric as Tipper, but um, but definitely the defensive side of it. He um, he's working very very hard at. It's it's quite enticing to see. Mm, he's uh, he's finding his feet, isn't he? He's, he's you know, very clear on what his role is, but he's playing for like that. Mm. Mark he took. He's taking good marks around the ground. Using mm. the ball well, uh, he doesn't have to go and be a superstar kind of thing. Just, just very clear on what mm. we need of him, and he goes out and does that. Um, if we're done on him, I'd like to bring up a dislike. Mm. Uh, Please, this guy had a fantastic game uh, seven, eight days ago. Uh, but Andrew McGrath, mm. or should I say, Butcher McGrath? Uh, <laughs> Tell me, he was. Uh, he was back to his uh, his old ways, I thought, uh, Mr. McGrath, in terms of his uh, ability to use the ball. Tell me. I didn't feel... Watching the game, I didn't feel that was the case. But obviously, uh, you you have a different perspective. I, I just thought uh, too often went back to that kick around the corner that ends up uh, skying and, and uh, just... And I'm holding him to a high standard here because I know what he's capable of. But was uh, the number one draft pick, rising star? Did he win the rising star? He did. Yes, he yeah. did. Yes, he did. Having said all this, uh, McGrath's only operated at sixty percent disposal efficiency. So there you go. Um, that's uh, that's a down day for Mister Mister Merritt. Um, but yeah, I just felt. I don't know, it wasn't his, his damage. I just, I was going back to old ways, that kick around the corner, um, not breaking lines or... Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't think he went great. Mm. I, yeah, I didn't feel fair. confident with the ball in his hands. Mm. I also feel well, like he, he was... had a quiet game as well, like relatively quiet game. Where he popped up sort of in the last quarter and I was like, oh, I haven't noticed you much today. Mm. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say then? Yeah, it's 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 an interesting one. Um, I thought he was quite, you know, I thought he's relatively good. I think he's um, moved into his defensive role a little bit more. We're getting more value out of him, out of defence. Um, but yeah, I think most of our disposal efficiency is going to be quite low across the board, given. Um, given how poor our entries were in that first quarter. Uh, fair call. That is uh, fair call. Yeah. yeah. I-, I was thinking across the game, but um, yeah, I wasn't wasn't thrilled with uh, Mr. McGrath. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. But look, um, I mean, we've been waffling on for quite a while, but I think... One thing I wanted to touch on was I think Redmond going down really hurt us defensively and really hurt our rebound. Can we put Mark um, on Redmond for one second? You know what mm. one of my big dislikes is? 
Mm. The commentators suggesting that the Essendon medical team were not um, subbed him off but were trying to imply that he was under the concussion protocol but they were being dishonest about that so he wouldn't have to miss 12 days. Yeah, Cameron Ling's an idiot. Like, that that suggestion is, is completely ridiculous. And it like, also just suggests negligence on the on the um, part of the medical team. Well, I think they're, they're pretty crap. But... Um, <laughs> But the reality is, yeah, like you can die from a secondary concussion that close in succession to the first concussion. There's a reason it's 12 days because the literature suggests that that is the time that you need to take in order to um, reduce your brain inflammation. So the suggestion that Essendon would rush someone back and lie about why they were taken out of the game, when the night before you had Richmond subbing someone off with full body cramp, mm. right? Like, it's just a ludicrous suggestion. The AFL knows if you're going through the pro- concussion protocols because they have someone watching the concussion protocols because they have someone timing the concussion protocols. So Cameron Ling, you are an idiot and... Stick to your discussion about all things football and nothing medical because you have no expertise and no information in this area. Agree. Sorry, I interrupted, but yeah, I just had to get that little bit out because I was really annoyed by it. Mm. So yeah, I thought I thought Redman was, was quite a turning point, him going off. But to be honest, for the most part, I was pretty pleased with most aspects of the performance. I enjoyed the game overall. Um, you know, Sammy Draper looked really good. Our clearance work was really good. Uh, our entry into forward line, our decision-making going forward really cleaned up for big parts of that game. But as was a story for our whole season, lack of concentration, inability to defend the ground and inability to take our chances was what ultimately cost us. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a fair, fair, uh, it's a fair summation there, Nick G. Mm. Mm. So why don't we take a little bit of a break, and when we come back, we can have a quick chat about the uh, Kanga, 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 Roo, 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 Kanga, 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 Roo, 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 Kanga, 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 Roo, 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 Kanga, Roo, Kanga, Roo, Kanga, Kangaroos! 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 Kangaroos. Kanga, Kanga, Kanga! Roo, roo, roo. <laughs> Sunday, 4.40, the AFL's graveyard, where the mockbusters go, where the teams who are completely out of contention and unwatchable end up playing their games. How does this one go? I'm not too sure. Uh, I think the Roos, uh, they're not as deadbeat as they were um, earlier in the year. I think they would be setting themselves as this is a gettable one. This um, is their grand final. Absolutely. And I, I mean, we go into it every time, but uh, North Melbourne always set their selves for us. And then this is a rivalry game for them. For us, it uh, means next to nothing. Um. But no, I, I think from actual, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, uh, won't be a walkover, I, I don't think. Uh, I, if I we think don't come that, to play, we, we'll, we'll get found out. I was going to say, I think that Essendon need to be very careful 
because there's potential for us to lose this game. Mm. Well, I, this is a game where, like, I, I didn't think, um, someone suggested today, uh, Mr. Kin Smith, who, uh, you know, we want to get him on the pod, but, uh, you know, probably he's got... Always too do, busy, so always got other plans. He's right. reluctant. I don't know why. Because um, you get him on and you can't you can't get him off the air. He just he just clogs the airways. <laughs> I get him on. Ken, we want the airways clogged. Please. I, I'm gonna um, put it to you now that Ken doesn't even listen. Um so Ken, if you if you've listened to this episode, let us know. Blink twice if you need our help. <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway, he uh, the, the, like so. Kin suggested that this loss puts Rutten under a bit of pressure. I I don't think so. Uh, I think uh, I'll stick by what I said. I think he needs more support around him. If we were to lose to the Kanga 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 Roo Roo Roos, uh, I think that does change the conversation a little bit because uh, these are the games that we need to be winning from from a long term perspective. Mm-hmm. I hate North Melbourne so much. You every single week you You're sit on this man. pod, every single week you sit on this pod, and it doesn't matter who we're playing, you hate them so much. Last week it was Collingwood. The week before it was Sydney. The week before that it was Richmond. Like, literally. Nah, they are. I remember one game a few years ago where, fuck, they got so many free kicks. Lindsay Thomas, Ferrito, they were all just diving and they got free kick after free kicker. Oh, I hate him. I hate him so much. Um, How did we get through the Collingwood chat and not even mention Jack Ginnivan? He did nothing. He got no free kicks and did nothing. He When he doesn't get rewarded for diving for free kicks, he has no impact on the game. So he wasn't worth talking about. Well, the AFL, according to the umpires, the AFL came out and said that. No, well, today the AFL came out and said that that was incorrect. That call. You know what? Do you know how many shits I give? Zero. I am actually Um, a bit concerned for get. He's going to get hurt one day if he can if he keeps doing it. If he keeps leading with his head, yeah. Well, he he drops his knees as well. Yeah, if he drops his knees and leaves with his head, yeah, he's going to get hit in the head. If he actually put his head over the football and attempted to pick up the ball and have an impact on the contest, then he's less likely to get hurt. Mm. I think it's when he takes possession of the ball and is about to be tackled, he drops that knee and leans the shoulder in. But mm. anyway, sorry, back to North Melbourneians. He, yes. he and, and Waitman do the same thing. Let me read you this. Caretaker coach, four players test positive, to COVID-19. <gasps> no, kangaroos. Yep. So a small group of North Melbourne players and staff have tested positive to COVID-19 after the club's trip to Tasmania over the weekend. Caretaker coach Lee Adams and four players returned positive rapid antigen test results on Sunday after returning to Victoria. Adams is expected to be available to undertake coaching duties this weekend, whilst players who tested positive will be assessed later in the week regarding their availability. Um, if they test a positive on Sunday, they need to be isolating until Sunday. No, no, no. They're out. Uh, They're out on Saturday. No, it's only six days. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday, Saturday. Seven. Sunday counts as day one. Well. Are you sure? Anyway. No, I'm not 100% sure. That might be day zero. Can't confirm. 
Actually, yeah, anyway. Sunday to Sunday. So, it's possible that they will be under strength, undermanned. Let's be honest, their their list is under strength and undermanned because they're rubbish. Um, they are poo poo, and I hate them. Is that the most intelligent thing you have to say right now? Well, let's have a look at the matchups because we've got to talk about ins and outs. Um, so if we go back to who, like, I don't even know who their players are, to be honest. Um, the only one I know is Zerha, Goldstein, and Zebel. They're the only three. The rest, pff, whatever. Um, let's have a look at their most recent team. Is that what you're doing, Maddie? Are you looking that up right now? Uh, no, I'm, I was letting you do that. Okay, um, let's have a look at their lineup. Uh, Aiden Bonner, Ben Mackay, Aiden Core, Aaron Hall, Luke Mc, Luke McDonald, Flynn Perez, Flynn who, Perez. What, on, Sounds what? like you should be playing for. Uh, who are all these people you're naming? The North Melbourne team. Yep. Never heard of any of them. Flynn Perez sounds like he should be playing for Western United in the A-League. Uh, Curtis Actually, Taylor, uh, Jai Simpkin, Bailey Scott. Play with his brother, Ashley. Was, so just, just easy. Was that? You play with his brother? Yeah, or played. So uh, good family. Oh. Uh, Phoenix Spicer sounds like a Nintendo Switch game. Are these actual Paul people Curtis, that play on the list? The, well, looks like it. Jed Anderson, Jaden Stevenson, Cameron Zerhart, Jack Zebel. Then in the ruck, you got... Goldstein, Luke Davies, Uniaki, Jason Horn, Francis. Are they trying to fill their team with as many names as possible? Because on the bench, they've got Callum Coleman-Jones, Lockie Young, Hugh Greenwood, and Tom Powell. I legitimately have heard of maybe three of those players. That, me too. Like, literally three. Hmm. North Melbourne. North... Um, look... It's not nice to kick someone when they're down, Nick G. And uh, it is when it's North Melbourne. Oh, I still understand how they're north. Like, isn't Arden Street sort of west of Melbourne? Uh yeah. And so is Essendon. It's the northwest. Yeah, Essendon is considered the west, though. North Melbourne. Yeah, they call it um the suburbs called North Melbourne, mate. I don't know. Ask Mister North and Mister Melbourne. I uh, yeah, don't understand, but. Um, look, yeah, I'm not reading too much into match. I, I think this is a uh, a game of what do I want to say. It's uh, it's more it's it's an indication of who we are in terms of do we still rock up and play these teams like we have, you know, the Sydneys and the Brisbans and the um, the St Kildas, etc. Uh, and the Collingwoods, you know, well, for past quarter time. Uh, I think that's so, what it's going to come down to is like if we show up on the day or if we sit or if they sit there like we just did and go, who are these people? We mm. don't need to, we don't need to bring it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think, um, I think this is a really good test uh, of concentration for us. It's a really good test of preparation for us um, because in reality, we should win comfortably. Well, you know, I'm not saying we're going to pump these guys by 14 goals, but we should win. It shouldn't be coming down to a kick after the siren. No. No. It shouldn't be. Um, 
very I mean, um, Gold Coast are better than them, but if we come and show up with the same attitude that we did to a a team that's around a similar mark to us, they have a few more wins on the board, I believe. Um, as we did with the Gold Coast, I think we're in um, for a good show. So who do we, what changes do we make? So I have a question before we mm. talk about changes. So what is, what was Redmond's subbed out with? Was it a concussion? Uh, no, it was internal bruising. Right. So do we think he's going to play? Who knows? Who knows how long, how quickly it settles down? I would say probably not. Um, so obviously then D'Ambrosio would come in for him, you would assume? I would think so. Mm. Do you think uh, Mr. Hurley... <gasps> I was going to say that. I don't think be, he's ready. Uh, although I don't know who comes out for him, but... Peter uh, Wright. Peter Wright out, Michael Hurley in. Yeah, the You're kidding yourself, the mate. He kicked a goal in the BFL. I, I feel like that's as many goals as Peter Wright kicked in the AFL this week. Peter Wright kicked three goals, one, you nuff-nuff. Sorry, that might have been in the... Uh, yesterday was a bit of a blur. I don't remember a lot of the day. Peter Wright, fourth on the Coleman uh, leaderboard at the moment. So just be careful there, Laura. I want to get things right before I go about just swiggling that around, swinging statements like that around. Okay, mm. sorry. Mm. Yeah, look, I... I think Hurley probably needs one more game in the twos, and then I'm I'm very happy to bring him in. How much did he play in the VFL this week? Because last week it was only a half. Yeah. Yeah, I can't report on that either. I'm not too sure. Uh, but he might I, – I would think he would be – well, when's our last – when's our last round in Melbourne? Home game. Uh, the, la- round the last round. Home game against Richmond. That yeah. could be. Do you think that's him? MCG TV to to be confirmed date and time. Uh, but could they be building him for that? Do you think? I think so. I think so. Farewell game. And then, uh, nah, no. nice, nice run into preseason. Do you think he's going to get up um, next year? Uh I think it's unlikely, but I would very much like him to. Like, because mm. if you weren't going to, why would you bother? Just to get back one more time is why you'd bother. Oh, I can't mm. think about it. I want to cry. Yeah, I don't want to think about it. This is like hooker. When I, just, I can't tired. think about oh, it. Broke my heart. My heart's hurting. Mm. Did hooker get a fair one? a full run at it, did he? Hooker? Who's that? Hurley? Hurley, yeah. Nah. He, nah. he showed enough, but... He was crueled by consistent niggly injuries and then the saga. Mm, yeah. The saga. That bloody yeah. saga. Mm. But um, you know what is not the saga? This Sunday against the Kangaroos. How do we win? I think we win by playing our way. I think we win by dominating clearances and I think we win by being more efficient with our forward 50 entries. I, I think, think we win by kicking more goals. Yes, thank you, Laura. Um, I think we'll get opportunities. We've just got to take them, to be honest. If that wasn't the most cliche <laughs> 10 to 15 seconds, uh, and, and in fairness, I do it a lot as well. I think we all do. But uh, it's, it's, I mean, but it really is that simple, isn't it? 
Win, yep. the, win the ball on the inside. Use it inside 50. Kick more goals. Stay in front for, uh, well, when the final siren goes. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you, you, you walk in the room a winner. So, I but I I don't see anyone that we're concerned about. Like I don't see maybe Caldwell goes to Jai Simkin, um, but I'm I'm really happy with Hobbs' performances. I think we've got enough guts to beat them on the inside. Does Goldstein play? And we're just going to be cleaner with the football. Yeah, he's having a good year. Mm. Better than Sammy Draper. Do we keep the two rucks, Draper and Phillips? Yes. Yeah, well, it appears that Draper can't ruck a full game as yet because he's too busy mm. kicking snags. Mm, perhaps. Um, seems to cover a fair bit of ground. Very dangerous behind the ball. Um, and I actually yeah. think that's where it maybe turned for Collingwood is they actually threw Cameron, uh, well, for them in front of the ball so that he couldn't get a run at, at the footy. But, um, mm. yeah. Uh, no, nah, look, we should win. We'd want to win. They, these are the kind of games that you really measure against and go, okay. Yeah, we, I think if we, we don't win, run in big trouble. Yeah, that, that's when I'd be a little bit more concerned. Do you think um, – so Rutten's still got a year to, to run on his contract, right? So he's mm. he's got to win the first, like, I reckon first, like, three out of five games or the pressure's going to be on and he'll be done by the middle of yeah. the season. Yeah, I mean, we said this last week, but we can't be in a position where our season looks over at the halfway point. Even if we were then to make the finals um, – yeah, we have to start the season well. The it's it's not good for the supporter base. It's not good for memberships. It's not good, really, for the club. They cannot be seen to be mediocre again. How? But they just ticked over eighty thousand members. How is that possible when the team when the club is so mediocre? Because people like us keep buying memberships. You nuff nuff. Yeah, fair. I think it's the hope that oh, this this will be it. This will be the year. This will yeah, be the one every yeah. year. Every year, hopes up mm. and dashed. Nah, I'm I'm not falling into that trap again. <laughs> okay. Uh, I can't wait to have conversations in January. Like, uh, in, could... sorry, last week he was talking about how we could make the finals this year. Yeah, and then we lost to Collingwood because of poor defence, and now I'm off him again. Matthew and January, as soon as preseason starts, this this guy's going to be up and about premiership mm. contenders. Nah. We'll make no, one trade right. and. Uh... Yeah, it'll all be we're on. Different. We're on. This is the savior. Well, we're waffling now, so I think we win. I think we win by about six goals. Um, any final thoughts from you guys? No. Nah. No. Nah. Nah, this is. I, uh, I do think, though, Matthew, the A team is back together. What do you mean? You and I together on the pod. Well, the A team only seems to get mentioned when uh, I'm involved. You know, if you two run a. A show, there's no A team talk, but me and Nick go, you know, Nick, oh, the A team is back. So just sort of maybe just got the A grader. No, the no. A grader. There okay. was no talk of the A team when it was just you two last week or whenever it was. Go back uh, and listen, you know, I'm, I'm sort of said, hey, I'm back. Or maybe it was a week before that. Uh, the fans are coming for one man. Have one you ever, man only. Have you ever heard of the book Ego is the Enemy? Uh, well, can't, if, I can't confirm if that's actually a book. Hang on, let me Google I, that. I haven't read it because quite clearly I am an egotistical uh, podcast uh, deliverer. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's all about me, me, me. Ego is the Enemy mm. by Ryan Holiday. Check it out. 
I haven't actually read oh, it. Oh, get us off. Get us off. I'm capitulating. Check us on out there. on Instagram, on Facebook, on all your podcasting platforms. And thanks for, if you're still here, thanks for listening. And um, until next time, go Dolphins.